Um, so just a little description, because I know there are, there are people here tonight who are not of our faith, family members of those who are going to be baptized and, uh, tonight. And just to explain how this, this, this Mass is in, in sections. So we had the Lucianarium, which is the blessing of the fire, uh, which conquers the darkness uh, of the world, and then the lighting of the uh, Paschal candle after it had been blessed. And we see in the Paschal candle... Obviously, the, the light represents Christ, you know, just as the pillar of uh, uh, the glowing pillar of cloud led the people of Israel through the Red Sea, and we were led through the darkness tonight. Uh, but, we, but following the sure light of Christ, and on the candle you can see those five pins which contain grains of incense, and they they represent the five wounds of Christ. So we do remember that when our Lord appeared as the risen Christ. He appeared with his wounds, but as we recalled, when we placed the, when I placed those those incense grains into those uh, five places, by his glorious, holy and glorious wounds, you see those wounds are now now glorious. And so that candle presides, and uh, as soon as we had got into the church, all the lights went on, and we read we we read the scripture readings from the Old Testament by the light of Christ. We're no longer in the dark. Whereas we would say, as Saint, with Saint Paul, uh, that the Jews continue to read the, the Old Testament in the dark; they don't know uh, what its meaning is. That, it's, that the, the Old Testament's meaning is found in the Gospel, in the New Testament. So, how fortunate we are to have this faith. So, the liturgy of word, which we're coming to the end of now, will be followed by the the, the liturgy of baptism, where there will be the blessing of the baptismal water, the praying for, to the saints for those who are going to be baptized tonight. After they have been baptized, all of you will renew your baptismal promises and then uh, the three will be confirmed and then the liturgy of the Eucharist. We actually get to participate uh, in uh, the body and blood of Christ, uh, the risen Christ. In the gospel that we have just heard, three women uh, are named. Mary Magdalene, Joanna the wife of Herod, steward chooser, and Mary the mother of the apostle James the Lest. And tonight, three women, as it happens, will receive the sacraments of initiation. Tammy Pastor and Emily Robinson will receive the sacrament of baptism, and Litsy Peralta will join them in completing her initiation into the Catholic Church by the reception of confirmation, and all of them, of course, then uh, will receive Holy Communion. Like the three women in tonight's Gospel, they have been searching for Christ. They have heard the good news of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, just as Mary, Joanna, and the other Mary heard from the two men in dazzling garments that Jesus had been raised, just as he said he would be, first being handed over to sinners to be crucified, and then rising on the third day. For Tammy and Emily, the waters of baptism will represent a dying to their old ways. They have been instructed in the Catholic faith uh, and have learned about him who is the way. Their baptism represents a cleansing. The prophecy of Ezekiel, which we heard earlier, contains a promise from God. I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from all your impurities, from all your idols, I will cleanse you. 
And I've suggested to our catechumens, Tammy and, Tammy and Emily, that as they experience the waters of baptism flowing over them tonight, that they might think of specific things in their past lives from which they need cleansing. Those impurities of whatever kind, the worshipping of whatever false gods, false idols that they might have set up in their lives. Just as you and I think of specific things when we go to confession, you know, those specific things that weigh on our conscience, which we have had the opportunity to confess during this season of Lent in order to be properly prepared for this great feast of Easter. To think of those specific things, not only to, to them and God, and to allow the Lord to heal the wounds that those things may have caused so that they truly become a new creation, that they allow our Lord to give them a new heart and a new spirit, that the Lord will truly be their God. From now on, that there'll be no no competition in their hearts between God and other things. Following their baptism, all three will, in confirmation, be blessed with an outpouring of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, so that they may not only be strengthened to live the faith, but also to bear witness to it to others, as the three women of our gospel communicated the news of the resurrection to the apostles who considered their testimony nonsense, but who, when they went to the tomb, found everything just as those women had said. And we too must have this confidence to proclaim our faith to others, even should we find them unbelieving. There'll be people, as there were uh, even, even as the apostles and uh, as St. Paul found when he you know, was proclaiming the gospel particularly you know, to the Greeks this thing of re- resurrection oh tell us about that some other time you know? what, what a load of nonsense it is there will be people whom we seek to evangelize and communicate this gospel about the death and resurrection of our Lord who will dismiss it as nonsense But there'll be others who will take the effort to find out more, who will say, you know, okay, the testimony of one, you know, might might be doubtful. Testimony of two, there could be two mad people, but three, four, millions, you know, they can't all be wrong. There must be something serious about this, especially, you know, when the world is going in one way, And you Christians still follow that way? You still believe in this age of science about death and resurrection? We need to find out more about this. There will be people who will follow us and inquire more just like as you have and want to know more about the Catholic faith. On this Easter night, you know, there's no harm in considering what our Lord was doing while his body rested in the tomb all this day Saturday when the church was quiet. He was not idle. And the church's liturgy of the hours uh, that some of us participated in this morning contains a reading from an ancient homily for Holy Saturday in which we are told that our king went to search for our first parent Adam as for a lost sheep taking him by the hand and raising him up, saying, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And this is what we recall when we profess our faith in Jesus' descent into hell. 
You know, and we say in the creed, he descended into hell. So he descend, Jesus descended into hell? Yes. He went to Hades where all the just people, you know, for starting with Adam and Eve, you know, who sinned but repented and were punished for that sin, all the holy men and women, the prophets, the patriarchs, who were awaiting the Messiah. Remember that to our first parents, the coming of the Messiah was promised. So they lived their whole lives, remorseful, no doubt, for the sin that they had committed, but in expectation of that Savior. And so they died with that hope of a Savior. And so when our Lord was in the tomb, his body rested in the tomb, he, in his divine person, went to Hades to proclaim the resurrection. It's called the harrowing of hell, as depicted in the, on the front cover of this weekend's uh, bulletin. All who had been awaiting Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. He restored our first parents, not to the earthly paradise from which they had been expelled, but he, was, he said he was going to set them upon thrones in heaven. And so Jesus completes the work of making us gods. In that homily, uh, that ancient Christian homily, the author puts these words on Jesus' lips. I appointed cherubim to guard you as slaves are guarded. And also to prevent them from entering into, once again, into the garden from gaining access to the tree of life. But now I make them, the cherubim, worship you as God. That's what Jesus is saying to Adam and Eve as he goes to Hades to, to bring them out of that place of waiting. Now I make the cherubim worship you as God. And I've been talking about divinization, haven't I, in these last few days. Theosis, as the Greeks call it, is very much part of our Catholic tradition that we are made to be like God, to share in his divinity. That homily continues, the throne formed by the cherubim awaits you, its bearers swift and eager. The bridal chamber is adorned, the banquet is ready, the eternal dwelling places are prepared, the treasure houses of all good things lie open, the kingdom of heaven has been prepared for you from all eternity. That's our vocation. As we re reflected here on Good Friday, Jesus is the God who makes gods. And as we considered on Holy Thursday, priests are gods who make gods. And today, each of us may boldly claim that our baptism and confirmation, by that we have been anointed to be gods who make gods, sharing the good news of our faith with others, and inviting them to the possibility of seats on thrones in heaven. Now you will, note, you will notice that all our thoughts today are on heaven, and the Eucharist which we celebrate, and the communion which we receive are already here on earth, a sharing in that banquet that is prepared in the eternal dwelling places. Does this mean that we are completely indifferent to the affairs of the world? By no means. We all have a duty to participate in the building of a better world and bringing about the reign of Christ on earth. But this world in which we experience suffering of one kind or another, and which that suffering will always be there, 
And of course, above all, we experience death. This world is passing, and we are made for eternity. And that's what we should have always in mind. The important thing is that we ourselves be prepared for eternal life, whatever is going on in this world, and that we call as many as possible to this kingdom of heaven which has been prepared for them from all eternity, and in which the cherubim will worship them too, should they embrace baptism and leave the old ways behind and follow this new way. The cherubim will worship them too as God.